emphasized towards your approach to a person with disability, whether it is to do with the kind of communication you are uh, making with them or the medium of communication, because sometimes Empowering the differently able is an important step towards achieving equality and independence for individual disabilities by providing access to vocational training, educational programs, and employment opportunities to individuals with disabilities can gain the skills and resources needed to support themselves and achieve financial independence. Hello and welcome to the Honest Talk by Freak Folks. I'm Harsh Mande. For this particular session of Honest Talk, we have with us very special guest today, Ms. Richa Bansalmam, Founder and Managing Director, Sarthi. Ms. Richa Bansal, ma'am, is a truest sense, embodies the following belief, passion, and perseverance in the career spanning of over 20 years. Ms. Bansal has followed these mantras to help, culminating in five journeys at Sarthi with the belief of accelerating this transformation for many years to come. She is a passionate leader with her heart in the right place and armed with the immense ability for hard work and her belief in the equity and equality for all people. So first of all, ma'am, I welcome you to in this session. Thank you for joining us and agreeing to share your thoughts with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ash. Thank you, ma'am. So moving to the topic of today's session, which we have chosen is empowering the disabled by enabling livelihood for them. And ma'am, my very first request to you is to please address this question, like what roles can allies and advocates play in creating a more inclusive and accessible job market for individuals with disabilities? I think the first thing is not many of us are aware of uh, either the challenges or perhaps the potential that persons with different disabilities bring to the table. I think this is also a function of the fact that when we were growing up, uh, we never got the exposure to either be in the same classroom as uh, children with disability. And even when we were perhaps growing up, the way we observed persons with different disabilities was very, very different compared to uh, perhaps the way we would perceive them. So I think at the onset, I would say the most important thing is first understand what disabilities are, what the potential is, and then perhaps the next step can be taken. So that's the starting point, I would say, to all learn more about disability. Exactly, ma'am. I think I think this is something which is really very important and we all need to first understand uh, what is disability and we all have to again or learn more about it. And my next question to you, uh, to you is like, uh, how can employers and organizations implement policies and practice to better support the career development of employees with disabilities? What do you think about it? Because you yourself have started a startup. So I'm sure like you would be a good person to answer this question. I think you don't really need a very defined policy which is different for persons with disability. The moment you're talking about equity and inclusion, you cannot differentiate them. Like there is no separate policy for women in an organization and a separate for men. The only thing that people accommodate in their policy is that women need a certain level of maternity leave, right? 
but barring that i don't think there is a change in the policy or there is a different policy that gets released for women right the same way for persons with disabilities i think the only thing is how do you make those accommodations so the right word is about accommodations and those accommodations could be that uh, the infrastructure has to be fairly accommodative for persons with disabilities and that infrastructure is not just physical infrastructure it is also about digital infrastructure so i think it is about accommodations to be made in infrastructure it is about uh, being fairly sensitive and sensitized towards your approach to a person with disability whether it is to do with the kind of communication you are uh, making with them or the medium of communication because sometimes uh, and it is nothing to do with anything that a person wants to do deliberately but because again i will go back to the first point because we are not aware we just don't know how to communicate fine what is the methodology of communication should we be using written communication should we be using uh, oral verbal communications for to make sure that a communication is 100% inclusive what are the things to take care of so i think it's not about different policy but the moment a mindset of a corporate is inclusion driven equity driven they will automatically start thinking about all these things right so that is exactly what we need to start working on and once that happens i think uh, automatically everything will fall in place true actually indeed ma'am you have answered this very well and i'm sure the people those who are watching this session they are going to find us insightful in many ways and my next question to you is like i have uh, how can people with disabilities create their own livelihood through entrepreneurship or self employment what do you think like again i think because i am such a powerful believer of uh, equity and inclusion nothing can stop a person with disability uh, from venturing into anything that they wish to do whether it is a job in a corporate space or driving an entrepreneurship journey like i'll give you an example here and vineet sarai wala i mean and i'm completely in awe of him uh, he's a 100% uh, visually impaired uh, person he studied in the iim he used to work with the future group and um, during the pandemic he decided to you know quit his job and start something of his own and he started something called as atypical advantage and through atypical advantage he is simply driving the whole concept of how to find job opportunities for persons with disabilities and especially in the space of their vocational skills especially in the space of creative skills and he's been doing phenomenally similarly there is this gentleman called uh, a web hub now web of kothari is again he is hearing impaired and uh, uh, he studied abroad and um, um, he has managed to create his own business and he runs an e-commerce platform by the name of omware which deals with premium products and he is doing phenomenally so i don't think uh, entrepreneurship should be limited to a person who is non disabled correct disability has got nothing to do with how much a person wants to stretch and what he wants to do because today uh, harsh not many people know technology is a great leveler exactly technology is just not helping you and me connect over a zoom call today technology is helping a blind person to actually work on a system and communicate the same way as everybody else does he can access his phone write messages the same way as you and i can he can post on social media as you and i can a hearing impaired person can actually real time 
capture everything that you and I are talking and translate it, transcript it on his screen and read it out. So I don't think there is any limitation for a person to do anything that he wishes for. Correct, correct, ma'am. Actually, and thank you for sharing all those examples with us. And I'm sure, like the viewers, those who are watching, they are going to find us meaningful. And ma'am, my next question to you is like, uh, what do you feel like? We will not take this uh, the question particularly for the people with different abilities, but in general, what do you feel? How can mentors or networking opportunities help individuals to succeed in their careers? I think anyone who wants to grow. Uh, there is enough and more learning that is available with people that we engage with, right? So, uh, for example, you and I are talking right now. There is much that I can learn from you. There is something that you can learn from me. Right. As many such opportunities that you can identify. And mentoring is not about a structured program. I personally believe you can find mentors anywhere you go because it's about your willingness, your ability to soak in in that conversation to that an extent that you are able to figure out what is my learning from that conversation. So I personally believe that anyone who wants to grow, some people resort to books and some people resort to meeting with different kinds of people and learning from them. I'm the kind who does not like reading as much. So I meet diverse kinds of people I spend time with people and I try and see what I can learn through them. Indeed, ma'am. And I have I have one question more like to ask, uh, as you have talked already about technology. So I, I want to understand and I really want to answer this one. So what do you think how technology can be utilized to improve employment opportunities for all the people, not only for uh, the people, those who have uh, like differently able for all kinds of people, how can actually it I think technology already is doing a large part of their role. It eventually boils down to how we are leveraging it. Like I'll give you an example and I'll go back to persons with disabilities. Today, India has close to 1.3 crore employable persons with disabilities, but only 36 lakh people are gainfully employed. And these are statistics as per census. Now, uh, people who are not necessarily employed are also the ones who have not ventured into, into the space of digitization and technology, right? And the same thing applies to you and me. It is a choice that we have to make. There are just so many new things which are getting launched every day. Now, whether we are in a position to um, be experimental, do we want to experience, do we want to figure out what can that technology help us with? It is up to us. Similarly, the way you asked me the previous question, when you network, when you meet with people, you get to know about new things happening, the new technology is being launched. Now, it is entirely therefore on us. How much are we trying to learn? So everything boils down to us, how much we want to learn, how much we want to experiment, how much we want to engage with people, right? Then only can we navigate and create a growth journey for ourselves. Otherwise, we will continue to be fairly static in where we are okay and and one question i have like uh, i got this question from our one of our subscribers so i actually want you to answer this uh what do you think uh, uh how can disability owned businesses and organization be supported and promoted what are your views on this sorry i didn't get you Dubare, bolo. how can disability owned businesses and organizations be supported and promoted 
I think the same way, Harsh. The same way. Like, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, Sarthi today has hundred percent persons with disabilities. Now, when we engage with our clients, when we engage with our customers, do they know that we are uh, a person with disabilities talking to them? Obviously, they don't, because what they are interested in is the last mile experience. They are interested in the last mile product. So it doesn't really matter, and because. this needs to be in such a manner then only will a person with disability also feel dignified enough and be included enough if you will make some concessions for them what will then tend to happen is they will not feel equally treated mm-hmm. however what i would definitely urge everybody to do is one leave sympathy at home it is not that they need that yes. they need to be understood and the only thing that needs to be given is an equal opportunity so when you say what can be done to support them i think it is equal opportunity that needs to be given to them to support them true true ma'am actually uh, you have answered this question very well and i'm truly impressed like the way and ma'am uh, i have one more question like uh, to be in general like what do you think what are the skills and uh, skills that people need to be developed in this fast paced changing world i think as you yourself said it's a fast paced changing world we have to be fairly adaptable we have to move with the times and as um, you know a technology which was perhaps yesterday relevant may not be relevant today and therefore we have to be absolutely adaptive you know uh, i see so many new age startup founders who are so young so energetic now one way of looking at them is can we stand a chance in front of them but yes we can if we are absolutely up to date with everything that is happening around us so i think the most important thing that everybody should be uh, looking out for is one be flexible uh, adaptive and constantly learning anything and everything that they can grab themselves with yeah correct and one more question i have is like ma'am after the pandemic people started talking about entrepreneurship and government also started many programs to support entrepreneurship in many different fields so what do you think uh, where will it take us and how will it going to contribute to our economy huge job creations huge job creations and uh, you are absolutely right during pandemic a lot of people moved out from their regular corporate job roles to starting their entrepreneurship journey my only take on that is uh i think india is at that phase where young people like you all uh, you have the vision as well as a um a, you know an intention to make a difference along with your entrepreneurship journey so being an entrepreneur is one thing but being an entrepreneur to also create a byproduct of social impact is very critical and um, i think that is an that is a specific hope that i have with the next generation that whatever said and done whatever you guys will land up doing be conscious of the social impact that it will create indeed ma'am and and one question i got like uh, uh, this uh... 2019 pandemic and then our recession and other uh, shared reasons recent experiences have inspired us to ask what else so uh, what are you take on this recent uh, recession and like uh, people are uh, getting off their jobs so what do you think on it i think uh, again going back to your previous question being an entrepreneur is a um, um, is is a great space to be in as far as recession is concerned um, look we've all gone through multiple recessions in the past 
that's true we have all emerged out of it fairly well uh india today stands in a better position compared to so many other countries correct uh and i think we simply have to venture in the right space and be fairly economically wise to be able to come out of it unscathed so i don't think um, it, it's like a vicious it's like a cycle jaise hamari zindagiyon mein cycle hota hai na Yes. there will always be a good then there will be a bad then there will be a good then there will be a bad i think the same thing happens in these phases as well what is required is a certain level of perseverance a certain level of commitment to continuing doing what you are if you are absolutely passionate about it that is the way you need to look at it and um, i think uh, we will come out absolutely fine i don't see too much of a problem there Okay, and and one more question I have is like uh, everything is changing so fast, and uh, as I've already discussed, like uh, it's fast-paced changing world. So, do you think our education system need to be changed? And like in terms of this fast-paced changing world, there are certain things needed to be included. Yeah, absolutely, and I think uh, uh, as far as education is concerned, we've already seen a huge amount of uh, transformation in the last exactly. decade. Um, however. what needs to be now done is um, um and and i think maybe i'm coming from a different space but i personally believe we need more um inclusion conversations in uh, in in the schools we need more entrepreneurship conversations in the school we need more hard conversations in the school which perhaps are not taking place uh because i think to be absolutely ready to face the world of today and tomorrow it is critical that our children be prepared to face it right uh and there are so many learnings that we all have gathered in the last few decades whether it is the pandemic whether it is the recession whether it is how inclusion has transformed the way we are looking at things whether it is the way lgbtq inclusion is being spoken about whether it is the inclusion of persons with disabilities that has been spoken about uh the new age professions that are being uh, in- introduced now into the system i think all of this is something which is critical and we must make sure that uh, our education system starts to talk about it uh, in the similar manner indeed ma'am and and actually i i also want you to answer one question because i think it's really very important uh we see like people uh when they see disabled people they Uh, actually get some kind of a empathy so we actually disabled people oh, they don't get need empathy they, yes they don't empathize they sympathize uh, harsh and that's the problem uh, i think we need to move away from sympathy and start talking empathy as a language and there is a huge difference between sympathy and empathy uh, so sympathy is when you are uh, the same way as next to the temple you see a beggar and you give some arms yes. that is that is purely out of charity sympathy and i think uh, the empathy factor would be to actually have a conversation and if there is a person with vision impairment because that's how we've grown to see them you know either they have been uh, found singing in the trains that's how you recognize and you think of or um, they are begging for uh, arms uh, how much effort have we put in to understand uh, if they are educated to understand if they uh, actually use a phone to actually know if there is a possibility of finding them a job 
you know, how many hostels exist today where there are persons with vision impairment who stay in those hostels? They're dingy, they're dark, um, but people actually donate for those kind of uh, things because people who are donating feel good about doing something. But mm. at the end of the day, is it making any difference to anybody's life? No, it is not. So I think if you, however, were to visualize yourself in the same position, then you will be in a much better position to actually help this person navigate his future journey. And that is what is required today. True. And, and uh, ma'am, uh, what do you think? How we can make people aware about this? Like they don't need sympathy. They, they more need is empathy. I think uh, uh, there you're absolutely right today. I don't think anybody is working towards driving awareness, Harsh. Um, um, so even when I go and talk to corporates, uh, and I make sure that I take my people along with me because people who are working in my organization are working at very good positions. They are uh, HR managers, they are digital marketing heads and so on and so forth. I make sure I take them along with me because sometimes uh, it is the show and tell that works very well, right? They need to see it to believe it. And that is when they actually begin to transform their way of thinking. Uh, so awareness is definitely something which is missing. A lot of NGOs in the country are working towards it, but unfortunately, they have not been able to create a dent. We will also start talking about driving awareness, hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, but yes, more and more conversations around this, more and more case studies, success stories around it need to be showcased. Then only people will know that they are just like us. Indeed, ma'am. And uh, I have I have second last question to ask from you. Like, uh, what do you feel like uh, can entrepreneurship uh, actually should be taught? And like school and colleges, some people believe like entrepreneurship is something which you can only experience. It cannot be like uh, uh, taught as a subject in any particular college or like school. So what, what do you feel? I started my entrepreneurship journey after 14 years of corporate work. I come from a business class family. Some people say it is in your genes. I don't believe it. Uh, some people say uh, you have to learn it. Some, it may be true. Like perhaps the journey that I have navigated since last five years, maybe I would have achieved that much in three, three years had it been that I learned about it as well. So look, learning, as I always say, uh, there is never never enough learning. But I think beyond a point in time, um, like I am today 45, and I think when you reach a certain stage in life and you've experienced a lot, your experience kind of compensates for a structured learning. But for people to make a decision whether or a choice to choose an entrepreneurship space early on, a certain kind of introduction to that space as an education space is important, therefore. Exactly. True, ma'am. And I think I think many colleges are doing their uh, part yeah. because they have set up their own incubation center and promoting entrepreneurship inside the colleges. They started giving uh, like a student uh, one-year term break to start their own venture. And this is really creating a big impact. 
and mama uh, i think we have discussed a lot of things and i'm sure like there's a lot more to learn from you but today we are sort of time so moving to the last question of the session or particularly it's a kind of a request to uh, cs one piece of advice uh, would you like to share with our viewers at the end of this conversation so uh, i think i will just share one thing that uh, and i say that to a lot of people go with the flow because you know a lot of youngsters i meet today they have very structured plan i will do this then i will do this then i will do this trust me life doesn't necessarily follow the structured plan mm-hmm. learn to recognize the signs that are coming your way because it's quite possible that what you've thought is not necessarily the journey that you're supposed to take be mindful be aware of all the signs that you're picking up and it's okay learn to be okay with anything that happens in life because you just don't know where your life is going to take you to the next stop so don't go by a very strict structured plan thought process that is not necessarily something which will always uh, result into the way you've thought of it exactly ma'am this is really very wonderful piece of advice and i'm sure like the people those are watching this session they are going to find us insightful and thank you ma'am for joining and we'll for more opportunities in future to collaborate and do such kind of session thank you ma'am thank you so much harsh thank you ma'am bye bye on the ground is where i stand never give up that was always the plan it's so cold outside i'm alone i'm all right it's so cold I'm alone